Good morning. I have a little word here for those who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. All right. Psalm 37. We're going through Psalm 37 verse by verse. Tonight we're going to look at verses 32 and 33. So please turn in your Bibles there to Psalm 37 verses 32 and 33. Hear now the word of the Lord. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Amen. The wicked watches and seeks to slay the righteous, to to kill him, to put the righteous to death. This, if you're familiar with a little bit of church history, this is the prison life of Richard Wormbrandt. The guards watching him closely that they may punish him. This is the life of Daniel in the Bible. The satraps sought to find some charge against him concerning the kingdom. And this is you, O righteous ones of God. Do you know that you are being watched? That there is someone seeking to harm you? It is the wicked. It is the prince of the power of the air, the same spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. The wicked are out for you, O righteous ones, because you are of Christ. You are redeemed from sin and death. You are his. You proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. And the wicked hates you for that. You are cleansed by the blood of Christ. You are light. And this light of Christ silences the darkness of the wicked. You have the holy fragrance of Jesus Christ upon you, of life leading to life. You are strong in the grace of Jesus Christ, which means you're a soldier of Christ. You're, you're part of an army that does not wrestle physically, but, but fights and stands spiritually with eyes of faith that see and ears that hear. Christian, you are hated by the wicked. For the wicked are driven and compelled by Satan, by the flesh, by the world, and their only abiding is in death, 1 John 3 tells us. So we, we know this. Our enemy is like a roaring lion, traveling about, seeking whom he may just devour and destroy. So Christian, let me ask you, knowing this, what's your response? That the text demands a response. How will you live? If you knew someone was watching you, seeking you, coming after you actively, do you run and take shelter? Or do you prepare to engage? What's the answer? Yes. For indeed, we trust in the refuge of our God, protected in the shadow of his wings. He's our deliverer from the snare, our mighty fortress, our stronghold. And in this way, our trust in God enables us to stand against the foe, for we know the victory of our king's triumph. Against the serpent and his captives, we're called to be aware and watchful and vigilant, not to be ignorant of his devices, not outwitted by him, not to be taken advantage of him and by his schemes. 
We must live soberly, seriously, recognizing the battle is real to resist the devil and be steadfast in faith. So when that roaring lion comes, and he will come, and his lies fall upon your mind, when the pressure mounts, how do you respond? Are you well-practiced in trusting in the Lord, employing the spiritual weapons he's provided? When the enemy's war hammer comes slamming against your head, do you have the helmet of salvation on to withstand the blow? When you see the wicked one launch fiery darts at your chest, do they bounce off the breastplate of righteousness? When the wicked rises up, do you pull out the sword and fight against flesh and blood? Or do you fall to your knees and cry for mercy to God Almighty? Are you practiced and trained and ready in these spiritual means? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Are you practiced? That's my question to you today. Because it's, it's one thing, children, as you know, to read a book about how to ride a bicycle, but it's a very different thing, isn't it, to actually balance and actually pedal and actually steer all at the same time. So it is with the weapons of our warfare that God has given us. We must be practiced in wielding the sword of the Spirit, just as Jesus did when tempted in the desert. We must be constant in prayer with rough knees and meek hearts. We must know our God so well in these graces that he's given us. Are you trained in resisting the lies of the enemy? When they come in your head, you can discern them as such, and you can take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Just as Jesus said, we are continually walking with him. So we must be well acquainted with his righteousness, with his holiness. What's the hymn we sing sometimes? Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be. Thy friends and thy conduct as likeness shall see. That's how we train. That's how we fight, brothers and sisters. We trust in our God. We know our Lord. We spend time with him. We commune with him. For we, then we know the outcome. We know the end. We know the power of the wicked is constrained by our God. And that's the call for our consideration today. Do you drink a full cup of the power of God each morning by soaking up his truth? Do you drop what you're doing and immediately run to the throne room of grace upon any discouragement? You must be steadfast in faith. Resist the devil and trust in God. And will we suffer? Oh yes, we will suffer. There will be afflictions. But as the word speaks, the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a little while, perfect, establish, and settle you in Christ Jesus. And verse 34 reinforces this truth as well. The wicked one shall not prevail. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. 
For the righteous may fall into the traps of Satan. You may fall into a trap of Satan. But God will not leave you in his hands. For God is with us. These are the same words to Peter that the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And this is the same encouraging message of Romans 8 and Hebrews 7, isn't it? That Christ is always interceding for us. We pray for one another, but do you know Christ is interceding for you continually? No, the righteous are not left in the hands of the wicked. Because as Jesus said, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. For the Lord will not condemn the righteous when he is judged, but he will save him. For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the righteous, the righteous have received the opposite of condemnation. The righteous, we've received justification. That is God's free grace where he pardons all our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight. Christ finished the work of purchasing redemption. He said, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hands. For I am persuaded that neither life nor death Neither angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's cling to that, brothers and sisters. Let us be watchful and sober and assured and confident and resting in Christ, knowing that while you may feel the pressure of the evil one and the wicked, and though you may endure the fiery trial in this life. And even though all those who seek to be godly will be persecuted, God will never leave you in the enemy's hands. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Therefore, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. Let's pray. Oh, Father, what a promise you have given us today through your Son, Jesus Christ. Indeed, the wicked watches, the wicked seeks to slay, but you will never leave us, God, in his hand. We will not be condemned in the judgment when brought before the authorities or eternally, for you have saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. You have justified, you have pardoned, You have bestowed and imputed the righteousness of Christ upon your saints. O God, quicken within us to walk in this truth. And God, would you be with us now as we come before you to confess our sins that sometimes we waver. We run to other solutions. O God, we confess this to you. We pray you'd give us the confident resting in Christ alone. And we take a moment now to individually confess our sins to you.